Hello and welcome. This is the Bariatric Eating Real Talk podcast and I'm Susie Shaw. If you're new to our podcast, bariatric eating is more than just talk. We support nearly a million post-ops in our Facebook-based support groups, which you can join if you like after you listen. I'll tell you where to find us at the end. We've created the most successful plan for bariatric regain on the planet. There's not a doctor's program or hospital plan or anyone who has addressed regain and the crisis that is regain with anywhere near our success rate. Thousands of people have used our inspired diet along with our help and our support to take their lives back, even when it seemed like things were hopeless. Those who help you in our groups are post-ops, and we've had regain, so we know how it feels, but we've also lost that regain, and we can help you find your way back into those smaller clothes that are in your closet. We have specific tools for you, goals, food lists, meals to eat, and we have our own products, so we go beyond just ideas and help you in real time. Our support is made up of people who are just like me, and collectively, we've spent the past 20 years helping post-ops lose regain and learn to change their habits so the weight stays off for good. And I'm pretty sure we can help you too. So let's get started. The struggle is real. Does anyone else hate that phrase? It's used commonly, and the reason that I personally hate it, it's because it's a cop-out. It's an excuse that weakens the person who says it. It makes you kind of a victim. They say it, and suddenly they're, like I said, a victim to the struggle. Because let's be honest, it's not used when things are good. It's used to describe that you're having a hard time getting to the gym, or that you're struggling to pick a salad over the taco plate. You're struggling to get off the couch and scrub the bathtub even. You're not struggling to slip on your skinny jeans and look great in smaller clothes. You're struggling and not doing a thing to make things better. So you're blaming your lack of action on a struggle that you've likely made up in your head. Now, don't get me wrong. It's hard to change. It's hard to learn how to eat after a lifetime of obesity. It's hard to get to the gym after a 12-hour night shift or a day shift or just at all. It's really hard to turn off Netflix or Disney Plus and go clean the bathroom when you need to. And I'm not just plucking these examples out of the air. I'm using real things that I personally have struggled with. I'm at goal now, but I'm a human who spent most of her life morbidly obese. I, I, you know, when I look back and think about those times when I was proclaiming that the struggle was real during my regain and, and before I even started losing the weight, I can say with certainty that my house wasn't full of wholesome, healthy food that would help me. It was full of junk. And I spent most nights after work hitting a drive-thru or grabbing takeout or going to a restaurant because I was tired or too tired to think about what to cook. I sure wasn't hitting the gym before work every day or even after work or ever. And my house certainly wasn't clean enough to have my my grandma over. And you know what I'm talking about here. Clean is one thing. Clean enough for your grandma's eyes, that's a different level of clean and one that shouldn't be reserved for special occasions. Now, I use this weird cleaning example on purpose because usually when we start letting us go and start and stop thinking about our weight and, um, you know, start up with those bad habits, we let a lot of other things slip in our lives. And it may not be your weekly chores, but if you've been regaining, think about how things are going with your wife or your husband. Have you had date nights? Have you guys been as, as intimate as you used to be? When was the last time you called your mom just to chat? When was the last time you hung out with your kids just to hang out with them? That overall struggle that we talk about snowballs, and it starts with us not wanting to do what we need to do, whether it's eating right or cleaning right or taking care of the things that make us happy in life, like our family, our relationships. So why am I talking about this today? What's my point? 
This weekend, I caught up in an episode of one of my favorite shows, and that's something I'm sure you guys are familiar with. It's called My 600-Pound Life. Now, I love that show because I spot me, and not the former me, the obese me, but the me that I know is still in my heart. Um, and I, I think it's, it's something I see things that I used to do and all of the people that are featured. And it's, it's scary how even though I wasn't bed-bound and over 600 pounds, I share a mindset with the people that are on that show. And I think this is true for a lot of people in our Facebook group. Um, our Facebook groups. We're all different people. We all come from different backgrounds and walks of life. But at our core, we all seem to have the basic food issues, the same thoughts about food and, and the same thoughts about moderation and eating right and exercise and stuff like that. So the reason that I bring all this up is because this, the episode that I caught up on, um, there was a family and only one person was going through the program. But the truth is every single one of them could qualify for weight loss surgery. And I've said this before in um, previous episodes, and we say it a lot in our Facebook groups, obesity doesn't happen in a bubble. It's really, truly rare for only one person in the family, especially ones who live together under the same roof. And one of the most common things we hear when people talk about their own regains in our Facebook groups is that it all started because they started slipping into bad habits. It was a little bit here and there, crackers with their tuna. It was a, grabbing a candy bar at the gas station, things like that. It all boils down to a concept that's rooted somewhere in our minds that healthy eating is hard and it's not fun and it takes too long or that you're deprived or that you deserve a treat because you've been good for a few days. Let me tell you, no one dies without junk food or no one dies without having a big bowl of cheesy pasta, but they do die from obesity daily. And that's kind of another podcast. But back to my point, the person in the program to get surgery was complaining that her family had said initially they'd help her, that they'd do it with her, and that they would support her through it, but that she was struggling because they weren't actually doing it with her. They were still eating junk, and it really sucked for her. And I get that. Boy, do I ever. It's hard to watch people eat food that you enjoy that you're not eating. But here's the thing. We've talked about this before in previous episodes. Deep down, we all know that as much as we needed to have surgery to save our lives... At the end of the day, it's an elective procedure that we choose to have. It's something that we decide to do ourselves. And likewise, we have to decide to stick with it or decide to not stick with it. There's no halfway with weight loss surgery. You either do or you do not. And there's no shame in not sticking with it if it's not for you. Like we've said before, if you use surgery to take you out of that danger zone and get to 250 pounds instead of being 360 or 460, great. Be proud of that. Own that. Be happy with where you are if that's where you truly want to be in your heart. Just because you had surgery doesn't mean you have to be a skinny mini version of your former self. What it does mean is that you have to make the choice to do this by you, for you. Not because somebody said that they'd help you. Not because your best friend is smaller than you. You do the surgery because you want to. So follow the plan and stick with it. And all that it entails because you choose to. Otherwise, it absolutely is a struggle. So if you're waiting for people to save you, they're not going to. Go back and listen to our last episode for more on that concept because we talked about it at length last time. They want to support you. They're happy to support you and they want to cheer you on. But they're not going to do it for you. And if you're thinking this is hard because they're eating things, you need to decide what you want. Do you want the junk that's been hurting you? The junk that caused your weight issues? Or the change that will make you healthier? 
This is your choice, your journey. You are the one that lives in your body. You decide what happens. But I want to also recognize something. Success after weight loss surgery isn't easy. The people who get to goal and stay there don't magically float there effortlessly because their lives are stress-free and they woke up one morning loving kale and they look forward to running a half marathon every Saturday. They got there because they put in the work. They showed up every single day and they didn't stop. They weren't perfect. They stumbled. They struggled. Their weight plateaued. Their weight went fast. Their weight went slow. They cried. They wanted to give up, but they didn't. They decided that they wanted to get to goal and they wanted to stay there more than they wanted to hit snooze and not go to the gym, more than they wanted to hit that keep watching button on Netflix. They wanted it more than they wanted to eat something after they had a fight with their husband or their wife or their boss or their child or their mom or whatever. Remember that telling yourself that it's hard for you or that other people are just plain lucky or blessed isn't productive. It's not going to change anything. So I've got another real-life example that's been actually weighing on me right now. Um, It might seem off-topic, but I promise I'll circle back and it will make sense. Um, I've got a... um, I need to redo my flower beds. It's before it's spring, and I live in the south, so spring could be tomorrow. Who can say? Um, I don't have a green thumb at all. Like, I don't even have a desire to have a green thumb. And last year, I planted some decorative grasses, and they took off in, like, a horrible way. So um, it looks kind of weird and messy. But my neighbor across the street, now they work full-time. They own a business. They have more kids than I do. Um, But every time spring hits, they have the most amazing rose bushes that bloom up with great big huge dinner plate size blooms it's just gorgeous um and I and I love it it's beautiful but do they have more hours in the day than me no are they busier than I am not likely are they luckier or um you know do they have better dirt or more sun no again not likely What's most likely happening is that instead of picking up a cup of coffee and a book for an hour on Saturday mornings like I do, they're out there checking on things and doing whatever it takes to make roses grow. No one makes them do it. No one is over there ringing their doorbell to get them out there and remind them to do it. They don't have an accountability partner that sends them a text message that says, time to garden. It's important to them, so they do it. Now, they might be in a Facebook group for rose lovers that share tips and tricks and and kind of inspiration ideas and all that fun stuff. They may have even gotten some tips from someone they know who grows roses and they knew what to do to, to help them learn how to do it. But at the end of the day, they get up and they get out there because the roses are important to them. What's important to me? Reading. I even joined a book club so I know what books are coming out and I have people to talk to about the other books, all that fun stuff. But if I want to take care of my yard, I've got a choice. I can trade my Saturday morning book time and do my yard or I can skip something else in my day and get out there and figure out what to do with all this monkey grass or I can do nothing. I can just stand there in my front room and look out the window and wonder why my yard isn't pretty like theirs and how come they got so lucky I wonder what my life would be like if I had beautiful roses like that in my yard. And, you know, when you say it like that, it seems kind of silly, doesn't it? No one has more hours in a day than anyone else. What we have in our whole lives is often a result of the work that we put in. It's the same with weight loss. The ones who do it and keep it off don't have a secret list of tricks you aren't aware of. 
they didn't get a better nutritionist than you or have a smaller pouch opening or a different set of instructions. And the people in our Facebook support groups who've lost their regains, the thousands of them that are there, um, the ones that use the Inspire Diet, I mean, they don't have a secret weapon that we haven't told you about yet. They aren't more motivated than you. And it's true, too, that all the slim post-ops who maintain their weight don't have any more time to work out than you do. They don't even want it more than you do. They just made a different choice. And that's the choice to stay committed to their goals. They have struggles, too. But the struggling isn't causing them to not make progress. They're looking at the struggle in the eyes and succeeding in spite of it. So you've got to figure this out. What do you want to do? If you're still listening, I think you're ready to change. So why not start now? I'm going to close with that today, and thank you so much for listening. But I'm going to urge you again to take my words to heart. If you're really ready to start, I want you to start today by going back to episodes one, two, and three, so you understand how to set some goals that will help you. And as always, we can always be found on our our website, www.bariatriceating.com. Once you're there, you can search for podcasts to find our episodes listed with helpful links and articles that may have been mentioned in each episode, as well as links to our Facebook support groups. And just to remind you, we aren't just talk. Over the past 20 years, we've helped more post-ops thrive after surgery and keep the weight off, and we want to help you too. So please come check out our website. There's a ton of information there that you need right now. Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast so you're always updated as soon as each episode is available. And I will talk to you soon. Thanks.